Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Acts to the Ends of the Earth, Week 1. This six-week series examines the remarkable spread of the gospel and the kingdom of God from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus has commissioned every one of his followers to be a witness by the power of the Holy Spirit. And despite challenges from outside and within, the kingdom of God continued to advance. Today we're going to look at how we can be his witnesses and have a vital role in the continuing story of Jesus' unstoppable kingdom. And so thank you for joining us again for week one of this new series and our second message of 2021. And so we're going to kick this off by looking at Acts chapter 1. And if you will go ahead and read verses 1 through 26, uh, we're going to abbreviate this a little bit shorter. Uh, but this is what it says starting off in verse 1 in the book of Acts. In my first book, I told you Theophilus. Theophilus means friend of God. About everything Jesus began to do and to teach, until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the forty days after, he suffered and died, and appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he has promised. As I told you before, John baptized them with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Jesus replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling everybody about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. And after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way that you saw him go. And then you can go ahead and read uh, verses 12 to 26 on your own. But we see a few things here in this scripture in Acts. We see the concept of witnesses, talks a lot about the Holy Spirit, talks about even God's empowerment upon his people, and talks a lot about what God's purpose and mission is in this world. Because I think what Acts is trying to portray to us is that the Holy Spirit empowers God's people to be witnesses of the good news of Jesus Christ, beginning in Jerusalem, then Judea, and Samaria, and then finally everywhere else. We can confidently and courageously be witnesses of Jesus by understanding the power, the purpose, and the plan, and the mission of God. So my question today is, what is his plan for you? How will Jesus use you to accomplish his mission in this world? And where will he send you? Will he send you to the Jerusalems? Or maybe the Judeas? Possibly Samaria? Or maybe even somewhere else not mentioned? But the resurrection of Jesus is, in my mind, the pinnacle of human history. Everything revolves around that date. After his resurrection and before his ascension into heaven, Jesus spent 40 very intentional days 
preparing his followers for the mission that he was going to leave to them. And he did this by explaining the kingdom of God. It says that directly in Acts chapter 1, verse 3. And he also says something really important. Jesus instructs the disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit. And this really reminded me of a song that's very popular right now. Maybe you've heard it. The song's called, I'm Not in a Hurry. And it says this, it says, Lord, I don't want to rush on ahead in my own strength when you're right here. And the chorus says, I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit, when it comes to your presence, when it comes to your voice. I'm learning to listen just to rest in your nearness. I'm starting to notice that you are speaking. And this is huge when we think about it, because usually, I don't know about you, but in ministry, I'm often in a hurry. I'm filled with activity, and there's always two or three more things to do. And this kind of goes against the grain a little bit uh, with many of us in our nature. It says, hey, just wait, put the brakes on that a little bit. Let's let's wait. Uh, let's wait for God's leading here. And I fear sometimes maybe as the church and maybe as Christians that we run in barrels blazing uh, and rush in ourselves in our own presence, in our own uh, idea, in our own mission, um, but without God's mission, without his leading or his presence. Um, Jesus declared in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, uh, the very familiar scripture that we all know well. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this really, in a lot of ways, kind of acts like the key that unlocks the door in the book of Acts. Everything is centralized around this verse. It is what the story of God and the book of Acts is all about. It's about God's people being empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses in this world. Within a single verse, Jesus gives his followers the blueprint for power, purpose, and plan of a mandate that he has entrusted them to make disciples of all nations. Kind of reminds me of another scripture in Matthew chapter 28, again, that's very familiar and all of us know. And that's, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. One of the things we have to consider when we look at this is Jesus is mentioning these things uh, uh, really in order. Um, we do know that the writer of Acts, uh, of course, is uh, Luke. And so we know that um, he's putting things in this progression on purpose. Luke is very detailed in all of his writing. And so, of course, usually whenever we think about going somewhere, we think about usually going to Jerusalem. This is the, uh, the religious elitist group. This is uh, the group that's centralized worship. The Mecca of, of your religion is there. Um, it's the place that you absolutely want to be. Judea is a little bit further from that. Uh, Judea uh, is southern kingdom. It's a little bit away from Jerusalem. Um, and then you get to Samaria that we really quite honestly don't like really. Samaria, uh, if you remember from the Old Testament, was kind of the Babylonian dumping ground. It's where all the unwanted people went, the ones that weren't good enough to be in the Babylonian court. Uh, you can remember the story of Daniel. Uh, whenever Nebuchadnezzar handpicked him to be in his court, and the other ones, uh, whether they had music ability, whether they were attractive, whatever it might have been, he would have snatched those. If you did not make the court, you went to Samaria 
you were viewed as a throwaway. And eventually, over time, these people kind of bought into other gods. They intermarried. Lots of things happened, and so you end up with this wild world of Samaria, a place that nobody wanted to go. And in fact, a lot of the religious leaders in Jesus' day made it a point to travel around Samaria. And we see that we are called to even go there, and even other places. And so, maybe think about that in your own story. Is in a lot of cases, is he calling you to Jerusalem, to Judea, or even to Samaria? Because our power comes not from ourselves, but it comes from the Holy Spirit. The disciples were not run off immediately after Jesus ascended into heaven, and they didn't start immediately sharing the gospel of the risen Christ to everybody. Jesus first told them to wait. He says that in verse four, until they were clothed with power from on high. As believers, the Holy Spirit dwells within every one of us. We get that directly from Romans. Chapter eight, verse nine, and also First Corinthians, chapter three, verse sixteen. But yet, as evidenced in the Book of Acts and throughout the entire New Testament, there is a difference in having the Holy Spirit in us and being filled with the Holy Spirit. They're they're different things. There is an empowerment of the Holy Spirit upon our lives in different seasons. Yet the Holy Spirit is always with us. And have you ever considered this? I know some scriptures that you can check out about this. Most of them are in the Book of Acts,、um, but it's chapter two, verse four; chapter four, verse eight; chapter four, verse thirty-one; chapter six, verse three; and also chapter thirteen, verse fifty-two. Is a few places that you can check that out. But have you ever considered the fact that they are different? And also, have you ever wondered what your purpose is in Christ? Our purpose. Is simply this: it's to be a witness. It's where to be a witness for Jesus and influence this world that we have through our words, through our attitudes, through our actions. In Luke's account, before Jesus was ever taken into heaven, he told them, "This is what is written: the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in His name to all nations, beginning where." In Jerusalem, and you will be witnesses to these things. And that's directly from the first half of Luke's book,、uh, Luke chapter twenty-four. But the plan is this: it's to impact the world for the glory of God. So, again, what's our purpose? It's to be a witness, and the plan is to impact the world for the glory of God. The story of Acts is how God's kingdom starts in Jerusalem, and it spreads like crazy into Judea. In Samaria, and ultimately turns the world upside down to where it's never the same, and it's never been the same since. It's in a way, Jesus' upside down kingdom is meant to be this unstoppable, unending, incredible kingdom. So for us today, what's our purpose? Well, our story remains the same. Our power is the same power. It's the Holy Spirit, and our purpose is the same. It's to be His witnesses. The plan is the same: to impact the world with, for the kingdom of God. And what I want you to think about as we kind of end、uh, kind of our introductory,、uh, our introduction into Acts chapter one, is I want you to think about maybe in what creative ways can you, given kind of our current state of the pandemic and everything in 2021, how can you be a witness? How can you? 
in some cases, uh, take the gospel to the ends of your earth uh, in your context where you find yourself. Um, I do know that this can be really challenging, especially right now. And so I think it would be fun to kind of think of creative ways in which we can all do that. Um, if you have something that's really creative, feel free to go ahead and put that in our comment section. Um, that way we can uh, maybe get ideas from one another. Um, another thing also to kind of think about uh, also in this is, is really think about your purpose in Christ and really what he's calling you to. Um, some of you maybe listening might already know that. Some of you might not. I know um, if you were to ask me that question, you know, roughly 15 years ago, I would have had no answer or no idea how to answer that question. Um, now being in uh, eight years of professional ministry um, and ministering in the capacity of a Salvation Army officer, um, of course, it's very different. Um, but again, um, think about what that might be in your context in your life. Uh, because the reality is this oftentimes, and I think we discount this, but I think one of the realities is that many of us, if we're honest, can reach people for the gospel that no one else can reach because of your relationship, because of your social capital, whatever you might have, you might be able to reach that person um, in your sphere of influence or whatever it might be. Um, but if I was to come along and talk to that same person about the gospel, they probably wouldn't even hear it. Um, and so a lot of times the gospel is such a relational thing is really based upon your relationship with that person. And that's why it's so important that we model the behavior of Jesus um, whenever we're doing this. Um, and that's not, again, a power that we can manufacture. We can't come up with that or produce that. It's got to be the Holy Spirit's work in us. And so think about those people that are unique to you that maybe only you can reach. Pray for those people this week and begin to reach out. Um, and again, this doesn't have to be like a weird thing. It doesn't have to, you know, be awkward. It's just, it's be you and present the gospel. And, um, and again, there's so many creative ways that we can do that, especially uh, now with technology um, and in other ways, even despite COVID. So again, thank you for joining us for uh, week one of our Acts to the Ends of the Earth series. This is going to be a six-week series that we're going to keep coming back to. Um, so feel free to hang out with us and stick with us through the series. Um, and hopefully we all um, can learn a little bit more about how to be a good witness, how to reach the ends of the earth, and how to love Jesus more. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you next week. Take care.